Welcome to She Who Overcomes, the podcast where we equip women of all walks of life to be extraordinary leaders. I'm Mandy B. Anderson. And I'm Rachel Perman, and we are your hosts. We are the co-founders of Rayma Team, a life and leadership coaching company for women. Each week, we're going to have conversations about what we're overcoming, what we are learning, and what our guests are learning so that you can find the clarity and direction that you need to rise up, lead well, and live with intention. What you've overcome makes you a leader, no matter what your title is. So grab your coffee and let's talk about it. Hey, Overcomers, welcome to another episode. We are excited to be back with you. And we have to tell you that like, by this time next week, we should be packing our bags mm-hmm. for a very much needed trip. We are leaving on a jet plane. In a hazmat suit <laughs> if we have to. We don't really care. No, we are. We have done all the things we can do to fly safely, to travel yes. safely, to go to where we're going safely. And we just got to get the heck out of here. Yes. And I cannot wait. I, can, I can't. I literally cannot wait. I'm so I excited. I cannot wait either. In fact, if you're a praying woman, please say a prayer for us that all goes well with travel. Yes. That all parties get to where we need to be because we are actually meeting a friend of ours from our childhood. And basically what we're doing is we are going on this amazing trip to say goodbye to our 30s and hello to our 40s. That's right. That's really yep. what's happening. We are all turning 40 this year, actually. Like, like from December on. Right. December, January, and March. Yeah. We'll all be turning yes. 40. And so we decided that instead of waiting until next year to do like happy birthday to us in our 40s, our friend had this amazing idea to be like, hey, Let's go on a trip and celebrate getting rid of our 30s because I've only yeah. ever heard that our 40s are actually some of the best people years. People tell me that. Like my mom has yes. said that. Oprah says the, that. The apparently. women a whole leaders that, that we follow that yeah. are in their like 50s or, you know, in they their late their 40s. 40s are awesome. Yes. And I'm kind of thinking just looking back at my 30s, I'm okay with them just, you know, shut yeah. the door on my 30s. Because, they can shimmy on out because right? I feel like the 30s were probably the hardest. The 20s were full of a lot I mean, of night. Yeah, you're naive and like you're busy and yeah. it feels like you're busy and you don't realize that you're not actually busy or the you're just busy but not productive. It's filled with a lot of trauma that oh, actually started so in my late 20s. But right. I feel like the whole healing process and getting back on my feet yep. was the majority of my 30s. Yep, I got divorced in my 30s. I had all of my like... You know, going through my first medical crisis mm-hmm. in my 30s, starting my life over again in my 30s, going through all yeah. the trauma therapy I should have done in high school in my 30s. Like, I'm I'm good. Yeah. I mean, I'm, don't get us wrong. There have been good things. Oh, yeah, for sure. And even some great things in our 30s, too. But we, we started most, this company yeah, in our 30s. We mostly had to look for them and make them. Like, it didn't, <laughs> they didn't just happen. Right. Those are like gratitude lists that you got to right, look yeah. for the A thing. lot of the other things just happened and right. we had no control over it. So I'm looking forward to the 40s. I'm, a, I'm probably going to have a some sort of a midlife crisis though i think i do nearing the end of every decade of my life oh so is it's, that a, it's probably happen coming up I here or like? i don't think it'll happen on the trip i think well, like I, beware I come not. january who knows oh, okay. which form amanda you're gonna get oh that's fun okay right i mean is i'm probably like a already in a new version no or is it like- <laughs> <laughs> i hope so <laughs> or is it like i don't know you know, 2010, Mandy comes well, back. Like, I feel what happened? like I feel like that's been a little bit of my year this year. Like, I've struggled okay. with a lot of anxiety that was associated with like my medical procedures and mm-hmm. being in the hospital earlier in the spring. You know, I right. you know the the depressing day after the TEDx talk right. and the mild depression that. <laughs> 
Apparently, has, I'm has been following in, you around for right. a while. So I feel like it probably will be a shiny new Mandy. She might have shorter hair. I don't know. I I've that. talked about doing like the dark mm-hmm. black with the vibrant red. Yep. I've always wanted to do that. I think you should. Well, but before... A 40-year-old woman, I feel, when would our, do that. When our hairstylist with, was at the other salon, they didn't have the vibrant red. They did not. And you said she has it now. She does. So, Vanessa, if you're listening... And it's the color that works in my hair. I've tried the purple. I have tried the blue. Purple, and neither of them red. work. But the red... I want like that works very really vibrant red mm-hmm. that doesn't even look real. Yep. Like with black... <laughs> Or with the dark, with my dark right. hair. Right. Well, your hair is naturally almost black. It is almost, but it's also, you know, speckled with some oh, yes. pepper. Yes. Mine so, too. yeah, <laughs> that's that's where we're at. But anyway, so that's hopefully by this time, about. hopefully we we're have like a our week toes, away from this. By right. The time we have hear. our toes ready to go. Yes. If you saw us while we were uh, recording today, our toes are not ready to go to Florida. They are horrid. Oops, I told you where we were going. Don't go look Florida. for us. <laughs> There's a lot of coasts on Florida. It could be anywhere. We could be anywhere in Florida. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I have to buy luggage. I don't even know how to travel. It's like anymore. you don't. You guys, she travels. She basically puts her stuff in a grocery bag. I mean, that's I about mean, the level. I have a duffel bag. And I told Tasha, <laughs> I was like, I can't travel like this. He's like, why don't we own luggage? I'm like, I don't know. We're practically 40 and we still don't own luggage. So I own luggage. I'm not even sure where I buy luggage at. So that's going to be an adventure. Go to TJ Maxx. They have some cool that stuff. That is true. Yeah. I was thinking that Kohl's, I think, would probably be Just a good Just make option. sure that you get a travel, like a, uh, what is it called? A carry-on bag size. Oh, yeah. I need, like, the whole set. You I'm need the whole set. the you whole do. thing. I don't even have I a f- toiletry bag. It is the saddest thing you ever say, ever seen. And I have, I travel. I mean, I used Rachel, to. Rachel, did you 2020. say this, like, the last time we traveled, oh, you talked word, about probably, getting... Probably somebody could find some old podcast some. episode of us talking about it. I thought you got some. No. You never did? No. This is <laughs> concerning. How did... What did I use? Did I, I borrow somebody? No idea. Probably. I probably but it wasn't. Somebody's. It probably wasn't one of ours. I have no idea. I have these enormous bu- duffel bags that the kids use when they used to be going back and forth to their dad's house, and they were like literally packing more back then. Um, but yeah, no, I don't own actual luggage. I did own luggage. Um, that was something I I lost in the <laughs> divorce, which was fine. That's probably why you don't have it. You lost yeah, I've it never divorce. replaced it. So oh, okay, this makes and more he sense. used it all the time. Like it was pretty worn out. Yeah, because he was traveling, still does travel quite a bit. And so I'm like, I don't want any of this luggage yeah. anyway. And no, it's been four years. Long. It'll be four <laughs> years this month. Rachel, and the I last still have time, not replaced the, the last time we flew together was in 2016, and we got we almost didn't make. Well, it that home was ever. before the divorce, so I did have luggage. You did have luggage, and we got that was when we got stuck. Who's who's pod like whose blog post or whose website is that blog post on? It's called The Adventures of Joy and Sadness in an it's Airport. It's not on mine anymore. I think it's on mine. So is if you go to mandybeanderson.com <laughs> and look under the blog or do a search for Joy and Sadness, um, you'll chuckle. <laughs> that's all it's there for there's no point you don't learn anything other than where our minds go when we have been awake for 24 hours, hours and stuck in an airport with no hope in sight right right so anyway this has been like five <laughs> to six minutes of constant rambling and giggling like we are right so teenagers. hopefully by the time you are listening to this i have bought myself some luggage which I clearly so. i have to or else i'm going with a grocery bag on the plane, which I'm pretty sure they frown at. So I have to buy <laughs> luggage. I would like to get my toes done. So hopefully they Me are because they don't look good. Yeah. They do not look beach ready. No. Neither, It'll be fun. neither do yours. They, they do not. They look like they're, <laughs> rough. they're, so they're both rough. rough. 
So, so rough. So anyway. So anyway, this is not what our discussion no, is about today. No, but, but. It, light, it lightened it up true to form. This right. is what we do. Yes. We lighten it up before we dive deep into <laughs> the real thing. Because the question that I have for our listeners today is not an easy topic. Mm-mm. We're not even going to lie and pretend. Um, it's not something to laugh about. I mean, unless you need to do it because otherwise you'd have ulcers. But the question is, who told you that you were broken? Like, that's not fun. No. Not even a little bit. So who told you that you were broken? Because today we're diving into a topic called choosing truth. And an extraordinary leader stomps out the lies and labels. And this whole idea of choosing truth is actually a sample of Rachel's new best-selling book. Congratulations, best-selling author. Thank you. I know. It's um, amazing. Unbroken, which is a 30-day Bible study for women. Mm-hmm. It's actually the re-release, the it second is. edition of it. We brought it back from the vault. <laughs> updated it, it, it was necessary slightly. for sure. I tried yeah. to bury it. You tried to bury it. It wasn't dead though. It was not. And now it's a bestseller. So I know. Crazy, right? Congrats on that. Thank You're you. actually going to read just a snippet mm-hmm. of the day two content. So proceed. Okay. What if they were right? What if I really am a crappy writer and I don't have any discernment or wisdom? Because if they're right, then I'm clearly completely unqualified to write this Bible study. As soon as those words came out of my mouth, I knew they were lies. They were labels I had been carrying around for years. Even though all evidence pointed to the contrary, my head knew. But my heart was still struggling to erase the memories of what was said. My husband looked at me like I had three heads and said, who said that to you? I replied with, well, you know, wanting to avoid the question he'd ask next. Say it out loud. Who said that to you? While I started to cry as I listed the names of the leaders who had spoken death over me and my gifts. I knew that once the lies were out of my head, I could defeat them with truth. Those lies came from some of the cruelest storms of my life. Storms that made me question who I was and what I was called to do. Storms that cracked that created cracks so deep, I gave up on my God-given calling for a season, all because of fear and doubt. God takes shame and self-image very seriously, especially the lies and the labels. He created you in His image, and you reflect His character and His attributes. No one else has the power to change the masterpiece He created you to be. But if we're being honest with each other, how often do we struggle with what someone has said about us? even decades later. How many life-altering storms have changed our perception of truth and covered us with lies? We can be full of cracks that gnaw away at our rightful calling and destiny. How many labels define us even though we know deep down they're not true? I bet you have more lies and labels than you probably care to think about. We all do. But who told you you were broken? that you were damaged or incapable, not smart enough or unworthy, or that you can't. Shame is an incredibly powerful tool Satan uses to keep us in an endless cycle of doubt and ineffectiveness. He's been using this tactic since the Garden of Eden, and it's time for that cycle to stop. Let's embrace the truth of who God says we are. I want to unpack this because as I was listening to you read this, I couldn't help but draw the conclusion that it's almost like part two of last week's episode. (laughs) Right? Yep. 
right? Yep. Like, and it's we didn't basically, really, we didn't plan really that when we that. came up with our topic plan mm-hmm. for the fall. But that's really basically, it's like. Right. It was mostly like, well, I want to talk about this day. And you were like, well, I want to talk about this. And right. somehow they just, they, they're part one and part two. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, that really does kind of fall right into that, that hypocrite label yeah. that we talked about last week. It really does. And so I think the thing that is so cool is that they told you you weren't good enough. Mm-hmm. And now, um, Unbroken was a number one new release in the religious leadership category. Right. I think that is pretty awesome. It's my favorite mic drop moment that I never it, knew that I right? needed. Um, because it was, it was actually two religious leaders. Um, one that called my speaking and my writing skills mediocre. And then took the things that I had written for the youth group that I was creating Bible studies and things for at the church and then started using it as their own. Huh. Uh-huh. Nice. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Great. Okay. And- but <laughs> I have to tell you, because not only was it a number one new release in the religious leadership category, it mm-hmm. was also a number one new release in Christian pastoral resources. Yes, it was. And here's the thing. <laughs> with of, my name with on it. With your name. <laughs> so finish your thought and then I have another. Well, I was just going to say, and then the second one had to do with um, my discernment and my wisdom being called out on as being I have to be careful is what I was told that I can't always trust my own discernment because I was calling this person out on um, behavior that was not in line with anything that would be um, biblically correct truth and how they were leading their staff and how they were leading their Mm -hmm. lives called him out on it and that's what I was told Mm -hmm. and so yeah I did not know that my label of hypocrite that I dealt with needed this win um, in so many different ways Mm -hmm. because that definitely um, I think when you hear it from people that you admire yeah that you have been underneath their teaching and their leadership Mm -hmm. and then they turn around on you like that I think um, it's such a painful wound that we don't talk about enough and, and, and i it's i think it's so many people have been is. damaged like that and i don't know if men if it happens to men as often mm-hmm. i think it happens to them but i seem and maybe it's just because all I think the it women does, are but i, I rising think up and talking about yeah it. that could be we, like, it happens to women a lot i know for sure that some of the same people that hurt us in yes. religious leadership yep. also hurt family members of mine that were male and yes. questioned their own calling mm-hmm. and leadership for years because of that. Yes. In fact, if overcomers, if you want to listen to an episode where you get a male's perspective on overcoming this type of thing, mm-hmm. um, there is an episode. I don't remember what number it is, but it's it's kind of like in the middle, like right. might have been around 30s, 40s. I can't remember. But um, it's with a gentleman. um, Jonathan Stark. Mm-hmm. It is one of my favorite episodes. Actually, we had a very vulnerable conversation yep. about overcoming the wounds from mm-hmm. the same leaders, right? And we never say their names because we right. we're never we're is, never gonna. That is not important. I That's think it important. is important that we talk about the fact that they were leaders in the church yeah um they were pastors whatever because Mm -hmm. i think that is important because i think there's a reckoning happening in the christian world right now 
both in the church as like the buildings mm-hmm. and in the church as like our global community of people who follow Christ. Yes. Um, and I think that's important. I do too. To, to put that out there and, and mm-hmm. share the stories because so many people have been hurt by leadership inside of a church, inside of ministries, inside of nonprofits, right. inside of organizations like that. And I think we need to tell, like, there is obviously, like, when you think back to your skill as a writer, mm-hmm. back when this person called your skills mediocre, mm-hmm. I would I would probably bet that your skills were not where they are now. Oh, I doubt right? it. So there's been growth. <laughs> right. yeah. So on one hand, maybe there was some mediocrity, like there was some skills oh, yep. to be built, like myself included way back when. Mm-hmm. But I think the thing that is so damaging is when leaders say that mm-hmm. without saying, let me help you get better. Right. Like I was just handed this yeah. piece of paper with it on there. Um, it was part of like a Simon Cowell judgment. Oh, sheet. for sure. And <laughs> oh, like word. there was nothing else with it because it was kind of part of it. Kind of like an internship is yeah. maybe how you would explain it. Um, and there was never any conversation about it. Never right. any. And then because of uh, some other things that happened with the leadership that was there, um, we left the church not long afterwards, and I would never have even known that you know my stuff was being used the way that it was, except for somebody who was still there told me that they're like they were photocopying it and using it for whatever, and I'm like, so that, oh, I mean, you know what I mean? You just can't make this blatant, stuff up. And yeah. I just like, um, and and the shame that goes mm-hmm. with that label of you know who told you that you can't who told you that you're not good enough who told you i mean that can come from it anywhere it can yeah. come from when you're little little bitty it can come from when you're an adult and i think that as those labels keep piling up mm-hmm. they feel like an insurmountable like mountain that you can't get over like right. there's so much mulch you can't climb out of it like yeah. it's just a big old pile of crap that like little crap that you don't right. know how to get out of and for me when I started doing the Bible study and really diving into, because as you go into day two, then you kind of dive more into um, actually the story of Adam and Eve and and shame and how that entered the world mm-hmm. and how um, when you look at like the original Greek words, um, what that what that really means when it comes to identity mm-hmm. and how God talks about identity. And I think it's actually a really good conversation for um, anyone to have in this current climate yeah. on how God views identity and shame and the labels that we put on people, we have to be so careful because he takes it very seriously. Yes. Because it damages people. It you it's it's an internal wound, but you mm-hmm. might as like if people could see that, it would look like open gaping wounds just bleeding yeah. all over. If, it's if you murdering it. mm-hmm. people's futures. Oh, yeah, their character, doing. all it's, of it. It's defaming them. Mm-hmm. It's all these things. When in reality, if you if you are in a leadership position and you care about building up other leaders, if you see something where somebody needs to grow in a skill, you figure out how to say it in a way that is helpful. Right. Not in a way that damages right. them more. And you better have an idea of how, like, a plan. On yeah. how to help them, yes, make that a better skill. Because of course, like I'm sure there were things that I could do better back then. I mean, I was there always was are like things a we can do ago. better. Like yeah, you know, I was not writing a bestseller back then. Right. Um, but those writing skills, like my seventh grade teacher, when she was like, "You're going to grow up and be an author," I don't think she was wrong then either. Reading the baby books that I was putting together yeah. in seventh grade and seeing the potential. It was like there was no 
potential. There was no edification. There was no like, mm-hmm. hey, this is this is this is pretty good. Here's how we can get better. Here's yeah. how I'm going to help you practice this. Here's how we're going to like hone in on this because I know this is what you want to mm-hmm. do with your life. It's almost like some of these leaders don't realize how jealousy is keeping them from being Ooh, a great leader. There, there's a word, right? <laughs> like it's true. And I think as a leader mm-hmm. in any sort of capacity that it's easy to let jealousy or bitterness mm-hmm. or even being jaded by things. It's easy to let those things like derail you yeah. and like blind you for a season. Mm-hmm. And I think the great leaders, if they realize that that has happened, they at least come back and say, I'm sorry, I, sh- I shouldn't have said this. Mm-hmm. Here's where you can improve. Yep. Here's what's good. Yep. Right. But it's like, no, this this person was clearly jealous of the, the talent and the gift that you had and the insight and even the wisdom mm-hmm. that you had. I mean, to be right. What churches have people in their congregation at at like local levels writing Bible studies for their people? I have no idea. I don't know many. I probably I've know never, enough on one hand. I've only been in one church where that happened. And right. that was the church that you and I started our our like partnership together. Right. Yep. Like I've never seen that happen before. And mm-hmm. I'm sure it has. Like I'm sure there are other churches where that has happened. But I know many people who have wanted to. I know right? many people who have taught Bible studies that are other people that are very gifted teachers. But like, no, this isn't exactly like a common gifting to right. be both a writer and a teacher and able to actually. And I'm not being like, oh, prideful. But like, I do know where my calling is and where mm-hmm. my that's confidence. Are. Right. I I know that because I've worked that hard to get yes. here. part of the like, you know, say goodbye to the 30s thing that we talked about. Right. Like, I have worked hard to get to this point to know exactly where God has gifted me and where he hasn't. Right. And and teaching and writing is my top mm-hmm. gift and, and wisdom is right up there. And so being able to take a scripture and being able to break that down into a way that makes sense. That's something I know how to do like you really do. well. And what I love about your your talent and your gift, like the truth about you right. in this situation is that the things that you share help people of all walks of faith or no faith. Mm-hmm. Like we have seen clients through the last eight years almost mm-hmm. like devour your content in Unbroken and they don't go to church. They don't believe in God. Right. But they still find some healing Mm -hmm. in the areas where they felt broken. Right. Even increasing faith in themselves. Increasing their faith in some sort. Maybe even bringing them back to God if they Mm -hmm. were far away or introducing to him. But the, the thing that's beautiful about this is the people that can pick up a Bible study when they don't even have the same faith like what a teachable spirit mm-hmm. to be able to grow in that, mm-hmm. even though you might not believe the religion of it. Right. Yep. If you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I think that's amazing. But also like the reason why we keep tooting this horn that it was a, <laughs> a number one new release and a bestseller is because we want to encourage you as a listener. Mm-hmm. Like no matter what somebody said about you, that does not have to be your your like ceiling. No, and that's that not your the floor. be all end all truth of who you are. Like, right. And I think that was that was the like if there was a theme behind Unbroken, other than the broken, you know, like the the beautiful masterpieces that mm-hmm. are created out of broken things. It is that idea that who people have said you are is not the be all end all final 
on who you are as a mm-hmm. person, who you are to bring into this world, the gifts that you have come into this world with and what you're supposed to do with them. That is between you and your creator and nobody else has the right or should be able to take that away from you. And I think that is the theme of Unbroken that mm-hmm. people can get behind no matter whether they share the same faith with me or not, because it, it definitely is like, um, it's not just one study of one right. book. It's it's all over mm-hmm. the place as far as these different things that happen when brokenness happens in our life and the promises of God and the things that um, we can hold on to mm-hmm. when it's when life is uncertain. But I think that is the rallying cry behind it, that who you are mm-hmm. um, is important to God. Mm-hmm. And what other people have done to destroy that is not okay. Um, but you can create beauty out of those broken pieces. Mm-hmm. That is the truth you should choose mm-hmm. to believe and mm-hmm. focus on. And I love this book. Like as as I was formatting it and going through it, um, when we were re-releasing this version, mm-hmm. I remember thinking, this is good stuff. <laughs> and then I think, well, I've gone through this program, like right. when it was a coaching program. Yeah, because it, was a, it, it like, was a coaching program. Yeah. It was a Bible study. It had a facilitator guy. Right. Like it had all the things. All the things. And now it's just the book. Um, and I I remember thinking, goodness, did I ever actually go through it though? Or was I too busy in the background? Because this is meaty content. Oh, it is. Yes. Like it. this is not a fluffy, like, you know tea and biscuits type of <laughs> no. giggling Bible study. This no, is, it's not. I don't know that I've ever been through one of those. But but there are some definitely that are easier yes. paced than others. If you have done Bible studies in the past, I would put this up there with Beth Moore as far as how much time investment. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, you would put and into this I book. would put it up there with Beth Moore's wisdom, to mm-hmm. be honest. Like oh, I like <laughs> Oh wait, no, oh, she's wait. talking about me. <laughs> me. No, okay. <laughs> no, for real though, which is so funny because like I love her so you much. You love her so much. I love I love her too. I also love Lisa Turkers. Like I think right. my writing is a little bit more like Lisa Turkers, yes. but yours is definitely like Beth Moore. Like it is meaty. It is. <laughs> it definitely stuff. is. It's 30 days. If you can, I don't know if I know anybody who's actually gotten through it without a coaching program in 30 days. Because most of the time, if you're doing it on your own, it's okay if you don't get it all done in 30 days. Right. Like you, you need might to take need, some more days yeah. to chew on it. Um, yeah. Because it, it is. It's. I mean, you, I, we just read a section that has a lot of depth. Mm-hmm. To it, and we didn't even get into no, the like, like the study and, part, and, right? Like the actual this is meat. just the opening story, like the devotional <laughs> it's story. Only day two, you guys. I promise, not every day is is like. Don't that. make that promise. But it's it is like that. <laughs> okay, don't make that promise. That's a lie. <laughs> That's that is you. Okay, trying every to day is meaty. It. I'm sorry. Every day is just know it's a, a journey. Solid North Dakota <laughs> full meal of spirituality. I love it. It's thank you. It's one of my favorites, and I'm so glad that we brought it back. And I am so so proud of you. Like this book. Thank you to all of the like the readers because Mm -hmm. it is a it it was a number one new release in several different categories. Um, and it's now you're a best selling author. So and it was on a couple of the bestseller lists. It did not make number one, but it wasn't exactly nobody was in the top. But it was in top ten on three different lists, and I can't remember them all right now. It was close to top five on a few. Yeah. So, so which is which is awesome. Like yeah. that's where I wanted it to be. Bible study categories are hard on they Amazon. Really are. Um and so you I was great I was super proud of it. And I yes. think um for anybody who's like, oh, should I get a second edition? Like what's different Absolutely about it? Absolutely you should. Yes, because even in this story, um the, the, there's the, more... the husband that I'm talking about is not my current 
husband. That was my first husband. You're who giving away the that. spoilers. I'm sorry. There's so you a, need you need to know. There's that a new there's ending. Good stuff. There's a new ending. There's a new ending to there's this. There's a book, plot twist, so. and you need to know about it. Yes, you do. <laughs> and how it applies to you. Yes. So you can get Unbroken on Amazon today. It is available in eback, eback, ebook, and paperback <laughs> formats. My speech and skills In today, guys, have been that is. C plus at best. So um, definitely not. <laughs> Whew. Anyway, so um, go get her book. Get right. Unbroken on Amazon. All right. Thanks, you guys. In advance. By um, Rachel Perman. If you're like, who's this by? Because there are several books called Unbroken, but this is the Unbroken Bible Study. There so. are. And I do know now that it's moved up the list. Some it's easier to find. Right. Yeah. Now it's unbroken. Yeah. My husband was like, how do I find this? And right. I'm like, well, because we haven't started selling it yet. You really got to dig. But now exactly. it's not quite as hard. So anyway, um, before we go, if you are ready to take what you've been learning on this podcast or if you've been diving into some of our older content. Um, if you're ready to like take that to the next level and work with us, we are available for private coaching, for speaking engagements, or even leadership training for you and your staff. So just the other day, I got this message on Instagram from a past client that I worked with like way back in 2014. I think I worked with her again in 2017. She so pops like, up every, every so few often. years. Mm-hmm. Um, and like a client from way out on another side of the country, like nowhere near. We met online. That's it. That's, mm-hmm. We met online. And she sent me this private message. She said, good morning, Mandy. I need you. Can we schedule a consultation to discuss my coaching needs? I love it when our past clients just come out of the blue like that. And like, right? I need your help. <laughs> I love it too. And so I'm really glad that we are now offering these free discovery calls. They really are designed to help you find the best solutions for um, what you need and how we can work with you. So whether that's private coaching, speaking, or leadership training for your staff, like Rachel said, um, a discovery call is the best place to start. Mm -hmm. And because a lot of people will know that they need something, but Mm -hmm. they're not quite sure what. So this discovery call is 15 minutes. It is absolutely free. Um, You can chat with us about your needs. Um, and a lot of times, once you start talking, we can definitely kind of point you in the right direction. That is part yes. of our job is yep. is to figure out what what is best for you. And that can be with either me, Mandy, or even the both of us. So you can go to raymateam.com, R-A-Y-M-A-T-E-A-M.com. Scroll down to the Get Started area to click on the pink 15-minute discovery call button. Or if you want to click on the coaching tab up in the menu, to learn more about each of us. And you can also get to the discovery call from there. All right. So Rachel's phone is giving yeah. us a timer. It says I better go get my kid. <laughs> it's, it's, school's almost over. I got to go. That's all for this episode. <laughs> so, all right. We want to encourage you in the meantime, between now and the next episode to first of all, binge what you've missed or yes. what you loved because repetition is the mother of skill. We have a coach that said that to us over and over again. But we also want to encourage you to rise up and lead well, apply what you're learning, and we look forward to talking with you again next week. Hey guys, thanks again for listening. Before you go, would you mind doing us a favor? We would love to hear your takeaways. So please leave us a review and a comment. You might just hear your name in a future episode when you do. This show is produced by Rayma Team Media a division of Rayma Team LLC. If you'd like to learn more about how you can work with us, visit raymateam.com. That's www.raymateam.com. All right. 
Our coffee is cold, so we gotta go. See you next week.